This episode of the DLU podcast is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition. As someone who's used Goalie for quite some time, I can tell you that they're not only very good, but they're very beneficial. My favorite are the Super Green Gummies. The Super Green Gummies are uniquely crafted with a spectrum of essential nutrients such as vitamins A, B12, folic acid, and theamine. It supports a healthy liver function, healthy nervous and immune system, digestive health, a boost to your metabolism, and overall health and well-being. There are no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors from artificial sources. They're vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and gelatin-free. All loyal listeners of the d podcast get a special 10% discount at checkout. Go to Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. That's Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. This podcast is a Believe Network and Luciete production. Welcome to another edition of the Daily Podcast, brought to you by Belief Network. I'm your host, Derek T. Lewis. As you're listening to this on a Thursday morning at 6 a.m. as this uh, podcast drops, you know, it is indeed Thanksgiving here in the United States. I'm going to wish every single one of you that are listening to the show a happy Thanksgiving, and I hope your day is amazing. I hope you spend some incredible quality time with all of your families. Eat good and eat some more. <laughs> How about that? But um, this past weekend, you know, I had a blast at the uh, world famous Monster Factory for our annual, our big, our big event, our WrestleMania um, Turkey Slam. I, and, and I got to tell you guys right now, if you want to see two bright young stars that are going to be on your TVs in a few years, I encourage you, I urge you to watch the main event between the Monster Factory uh, heavyweight champion Wet Brett Waters. Versus David Goldie. When I tell you that was that match, I believe was 33 minutes long, and they had a, a few of the bells and whistles and everything, but they worked their asses off. If you want to see the future, if you want to take a peek into the future, I urge you to watch. First of all, watch the entire show, and you can see a lot of our young stars. But the main event cooked; it really did. So kudos to uh, Goldie and and uh, Brett. We're putting on an incredible match, and it was an honor and a privilege to be your ring announcer to introduce you guys. But as you know, this uh, coming Saturday, and um, the subject matter obviously is going to be Survivor Series, which is going to take place in Chicago. And before I get into it and you know, kind of go and preview it, go over it, give my predictions, my opinions, I want to talk about you know the history of Survivor Series that involves me as a fan. Um, and actually, I have attended four Survivor Series pay-per-view events, or, or premium live events, as I say now. I attend my very first ever wrestling event that I ever went to was the uh, Survivor Series 96 at Madison Square Garden. Then I went to Survivor Series 2002 in the same building. 2006, I went to Survivor Series in Philly, and I went to Survivor Series in 2011 at Madison Square Garden. And I was just going to just... Highlight a few of the matches that I saw, you know, during those years that that stood out to me, you know, as far as my fandom in the world of wrestling. 
first off, at, at the 96 Survivor Series, and, I, and I've talked to quite a few people about this, especially for those that were there that night. I always felt that night was the turning point for the business in general because you saw the debut of Rocky Maivia, who we know as Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who was probably the most popular man on planet Earth right now, you know, and, and with all of his inner work with Hollywood, you know, all of his um, all of his brands that he has, you know, with Under Armour, his energy drink, his tequila, you know, all the things that he's doing right now, you know, who would have ever thought, you know, in November 17th of 96, that, you know, that man would be where he is today. But the the man that he, he ended up touching with for the very first time was Triple H, who was in that match when he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley. So think about that feud and where that went. You know, they, they you figure in the same building two years later, they tore the house down in a ladder match for the Intercontinental title at SummerSlam, which I was there for that, actually. And it, it was so many things that happened that night. Obviously, Bret Hart returning, you know, to the WWE, you know, wrestling, a, you know, a very hungry uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, which I thought was match of the night, in my opinion. Anytime you got the hitman in there, you know, it will deliver. You know, the main event was uh, Shawn Michaels and Sid. Obviously, you know, the, and, and this is where I was, you know, talking about how, you know, things were changing. You really started to see fans really booing and cheering whoever they wanted. You know, Sean was the white meat baby face, you know, the boyhood dream and, you know, winning the title at WrestleMania and having this incredible run. And I think the fans, especially in New York City, which they will let you know, you know, they were tired of it. They really were. And I mean, honest, I felt bad for Sean that night because I know Sean was really, you know, he was trying to work, but the, the fans, they were just really giving it to him. And Sid was their guy. You know what I mean? So, you know, Sid did win the title that night. And um, that was, again, that was the very first, not only the first Survivor Series I went to, but again, the first, you know, event that I went to, you know, as a wrestling fan. And then, like I said, uh, six years later, I met the Survivor Series in 2002. And that was the debut of the Elimination Chamber. So I actually got to see the very first Elimination Chamber match ever. And if I'm not mistaken, they were, I mean, I, I, I believe... Every title that was on the line that night changed hands. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. I know the women's title changed hands. It was a um, it was a hardcore match between uh, Victoria and um, Trish Stratus. And, I mean, they, they beat the living crap out of each other. You know what I mean? They really got, they really, you know, got it in. But, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. You know, she, yeah, she, she, you know, she won the title. Victoria won the title. Then the Big Show beat Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Los Guerreros, Eddie and Chavo Guerrero, they beat the, let's see here, Edge and, Edge and Rey Mysterio and Kurt Angle and um, a wrestler that I'm not going to name. You know who he is. Um, they won the tag titles from them. And, of course, Shawn Michaels end up winning the Elimination Chamber to become the new World Heavyweight Champion. So you're talking about, and uh, Billy yeah, and B Billy Kidman won the cruiserweight title that night. So every title that was on the line at Survivor Series 2002 changed hands. Unbelievable. And then of course in 2006, you know it, that was the one in uh, Philadelphia. The cool part about that night for me was the fact that that was the very first time that I ever saw 
the American Dream Dusty Rhodes wrestle ever live, you know, live and in, in, in person. Um, it was a uh, Team WWE Legends. It was uh, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Ron Simmons, and uh, Sergeant Slaughter, and they went up against uh, the Spirit Squad. You know, it, it was what it was. You know what I mean? And but seeing the American Dream was, was so cool. You know what I mean? Um, there was a U.S. title match. There was the Mickey James defeated Lita. There was a five on five Survivor Series. I mean, it was two. It was a well. It was three Survivor Series elimination matches, except the the Legends versus the, um, the Spirit Squad were four on four, and the other two were five on five. Mr. Kennedy had um he faced the Undertaker, and by the way, guys, probably one of the most sickest chair shots I've ever seen in my entire life. When the Undertaker hit Mr. Kennedy, I mean, he literally split him open. That was a that was a stiff chair shot. And the main event was uh, Batista, you know, defeating King Booker, you know, for the World Heavyweight Championship. And I can't believe that was in two thousand two thousand seconds. I just can't believe how the, the years has just really gone on. Then, of course, in uh, twenty eleven, you know, I was at Madison Square Garden, and uh, I got to see. Day one of 434 for CM Punk, when he became the uh, WWE champion, defeating Alberto Del Rio. Uh, the match was incredible. The match was really, really good. Um, John Cena and The Rock had defeated um, Miz and R-Truth in the main event. Obviously, that was setting up for WrestleMania 28, you know, with John Cena and The Rock. So, it was cool to see, you know, The Rock return after all that time, you know, to see him wrestle again was was awesome. So that's my history, my brief history of the four Survivor Series events that I went to. You know, I, I, I can still remember the very first Survivor Series in 1987, you know, on Thanksgiving night. Because, you know, back in the day, y'all, uh, from 87 till 1990, Survivor Series was on Thanksgiving night. Which was awesome because you got to eat food, eat dinner with your family, and then, you know, at eight o'clock, you know, you're you're watching, you know, this really really cool pay per view, and I've always was so intrigued about, you know, the the teams of five strive to survive, you know, tagline they always would say back then. So I always, you know, it, it loved the Survivor Series event, what it means. You know, you're getting all a bunch of these good guys, a bunch of these bad guys, and they're having, you know, trying to build a camaraderie to beat the other team. So, very entertaining match, very entertaining pay-per-view. Again, I have so many memories of so many different Survivor Series events that I did watch on pay-per-view. But the subject for today, like I said, is this weekend. This weekend, ladies and gentlemen, Survivor Series will take place in Chicago, Illinois. At the Rosemont Horizon, they, they, if sold out like quite a few times, I think they keep adding seats and adding seats. And every time they add a seat, then it, it you know, it's, it's selling out. But again, it's going to be at the Rosemont. I still call it the Rosemont Horizon. It was called Allstate Arena now. But there's only five matches that are listed. And in, in no specific order, I'm going to try to go in the order that I think they're going to do it. But I could be totally wrong. Um... The first match that was uh, that, that I see is um, for the Intercontinental Championship. It's a uh, Gunther who was on a historic run as as the IC champion. He's um, going to be facing the Miz. And if you guys didn't see this past Monday's Raw, 
I really love what they're doing in regards to making The Miz the sympathetic babyface because Gunther told him, he said, you know, you were bullied when you were a kid and you watch wrestling and all that. Just to get into wrestling, to, to be chummy chummy with, I'm just paraphrasing here, but you know, but to be buddy buddy with a lot of your heroes. For them to, you know, to bully you because you didn't belong in the sport. I mean, he really dug deep. And I had never really seen Gunther cut a promo like that with a lot of depth. But it was it was great storytelling. You know what I mean? So they're really building up to see can the Miz do it. You know, we'll find out, you know, this um this Saturday night. I don't think that the Miz will win. If he does win, it'll probably be by a count out or disqualification. But either way, you know, Gunther still will be the the Intercontinental Champion. If anything, I think he needs to lose that title at an event like WrestleMania and really put and, and, and the person that beats him should be someone that's up and coming, in my opinion. Someone that hasn't held the title before. Some you know, maybe LA Knight. I don't know if they, if he goes to Raw. I know he's on he's a SmackDown guy right now, but I can't see, you know, I can't see why, you know, why not if they can't put, you know, put LA Knight and Gunther, you know, together at WrestleMania next year. Because I'm already foreseeing a lot of obvious planting of the seeds. But again, we'll see. Just my opinion. I'm, this is nothing I, I'm uh, hearing or anything like that. But just just my uh, my opinion on that. But the next match is uh, for the Women's World Championship. Um, the champion Rhea Ripley versus Zoe Stark. I like this matchup. Zoe Stark is so believable as a character, as a you know, as a worker, incredible wrestler. Um, I was listening to Busted Open Radio months ago, and Shawn Michaels was just over the moon about how good Zoe Stark is and how he was, you know, he was afraid of losing her to the main roster because of how valuable she was in NXT. I think the way they did bring her up was probably the smartest thing is having, you know, putting her with Trish Stratus just so she can get that, that, that credibility in regards to, okay, you're getting the rub from the veteran, the hall of famer that's been doing, you know, that's been doing it for a very, very long time. So maybe the casual fan or, or someone that may not watch NXT can get familiar with who Zoe Stark was. She was uh, Trish's heater, obviously when uh, that's, that's a really good way to bring somebody in. You know, so they can get familiar, and I don't see again. I don't see Rhea dropping the title anytime soon, and Zoe Stark losing to Rhea. It, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it 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 uh, lessens her her star power. I don't think it lessens anything. The fact that she's in there with Rhea, you know, and 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 I know the match is going to be it's going to be quality. There's no doubt in my mind about that. I think. You know, somehow, some way, you know, Rhea's gonna, of course, with the help of the Judgment Day, and you never know, you know. But and, and but then again, oh, they're getting ready for their Survivor Series match, so there may not be any interference. I think somehow Rhea walks out still with the uh, the women's championship intact. Before I go to the uh, women's War Games match, I do want to talk about one thing that's been uh, happening on Raw the last couple of weeks. And that Shinsuke Nakamura has been doing these really, really interesting promos lately about, you know, just he he's speaking in his native tongue, you know, but in this particular instance, 
he said the following, and I quote, How long do I have to wait? I am ready to fight. Where are you? I know. Where are you? You're close. I take all from you. This is my opportunity. I am ready. Now, if you've been, in case you've been hiding under a rock, you know, if you've been off the uh, internet, if you haven't been on wrestling Twitter, or whatever the case may be, the big speculation is whether or not CM Punk will return to WWE, especially with Survivor Series being in his hometown of Chicago. If I'm not mistaken, his non-compete, I think, ends sometime this week. And Saturday, I think he'll be eligible to do whatever he wants to do in the pro wrestling space. Now, as a longtime CM Punk supporter, I would love to see him back in WWE. There have been multiple reports saying that is not going to happen. So I don't know, you know, who Shinsuke Nakamura was talking about. I don't know if it's AJ Styles. I, you know, I, I don't know. But I would say this: if it is CM Punk, and, and it's if it is that crowd's going to be that's that building's going to blow the roof off. I'm serious. If it's him, then I think that would be a really, really good opponent for him to come back and work with. Uh, Shinsuke, you know, has been in the game for a very, very long time. I think. You know, at this stage in Punk's life and career, you know, working with working with a solid guy like Shinsuke, I think they can get some mileage out of that. If it's him coming back, but again, I don't know. I'm just only going doing a hypothetical in the event if if it is indeed CM Punk that is is who he is talking about. I think it'll be a, it'll it'll pop the crowd if it is, and I'm hoping that's the case, but we'll see. But we're gonna talk about the uh, women's war games match. With Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch taking on the new version of Damage Control, Bailey, Asuka, Eosky, and Kyrie Sane. I see Team uh, Bianca um, winning the match, you know, winning war games, and I think that's when. Uh, Asuka, Eosky, and Kyrie Sane are basically going to, uh, lack of a better term, I think they're going to make Bailey pay for her sins, and they're going to turn on her. I think that's the. I think they're going to start their own separate group, and this could potentially be a ba- a Bailey uh, babyface turn, which I think would be good. Would be good for business if that was the case. But I think the turn. And it's obvious, you know, you've been seeing um, the, the promos the last couple of weeks when Bailey's, you know, trying to joke at stuff and they're not really laughing at her jokes. But if they're talking amongst themselves and she's almost like, hey, hey, what about me? What what are, you know, so you've been seeing a lot of that. So great character work. And, and obviously Dakota Kai is trying to play Peacemaker. But yeah, I totally see Asuka, Io, and Kyrie doing doing the deed to, to Bailey this Saturday night in Chicago. I totally see that happening with Team Bianca winning the match. That's my prediction. That's where I'm going with that. There's a singles match with Carlito and um, Santos Escobar. Um, I, I have my feelings on where this is going to go. 
there's not an. I think the incentive is more or less to establish Santos as a heel. And the smart thing would be is during the middle of the match, Electra comes down. Electra Lopez, that's in um, NXT, who was also a valet for Santos Escobar and NXT in, in the past. Her assisting Carlito in winning the match. Thus, this can maybe start something with um, Electra and. Um, Zelina Vega, which will be great to intertwine that. And this can further the feud with Santo, Santos Escobar and Carlito until Rey Mysterio does come back. So I think it's a really easy, uh, again, all my all my predictions are just opinions. But I think that that'll be a, a really, really good way to kickstart Santos' his, his, his heel run you know, on the main roster. I just didn't buy him as a babyface. He's a much suited as a heel. He does great character work, and I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. And last but not least is the men's War Games match. Um, Team Cody, which is um, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, and just announced this past Monday, the returning Randy Orton as uh, they take on the Judgment Day, which is Damian Priest, uh, Finn Balor, Don Mysterio, and J.D. McDonough, and Drew McIntyre. Now, there's so many different things that can happen after this match in regards to potential feuds that can spark from this. I'm thinking the Judgment Day walks out victorious, believe it or not. I think they do. And this could start a feud with either Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes this could be this could start a feud with Randy Orton and Jey Uso. This could start something with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. There's a lot of things that can happen coming out of this match. I truly believe that. So I think that the Judgment Day, and I think this this is what makes will make the Judgment Day much much stronger as a unit. I think from a perception perspective, you know, from the you know from the fans in really taking this group seriously, because yeah, of course you get Randy Orton, yeah, everybody, you know the the you know the baby faces and and all that. That's great, you know. Cody Rhodes wrestling in a match that his father created thirty, I think thirty six years ago now was when that first War Games match was. My God, I'm getting old. <laughs> I still remember that very first War Games match in eighty seven, Superpowers versus the Four Horsemen, baby, but. I I believe that the Judgment Day I said will we'll definitely walk out victorious in this particular match, and we'll see what happens from there. But you know, all in all, you know, so like I said, Survivor Series. You know, I love the the War Games wrinkle into this. It it kind of modernizes it a little bit. I know Triple H there have been talk about you know him wanting to bring War Games to the WWE for years, and I know they were doing it in NXT. But the fact that, you know, the the, uh, the main roster, you know, gets it, well, you know, that's the featured match of Survivor Series is really, really cool. Modernize it a little bit. It, obviously, to put put a WWE spin on the match as far as having them in those, um, those locked cages and that type of thing and them doing it that way. It's just, it's, it's a nice way to modernize it and still pay homage to the initial, to the original match. Well, like I said, it, will, it wasn't going to be a long episode today. I, can, I definitely wanted to just cover it, you know, as far as my opinions on the event. 
you know, some predictions. And I'm hoping, seriously, no joke, I really, really hope to see a Punk does come back. Because you figure January will be 10 years since CM Punk had been in a WWE ring. And I've always I've always felt that he wanted to finish up there and and do and do it right. And I'm hoping that's the case. I, I'm hope I'm right. I hope I'm right. But before we get out of here, again, I want to remind you all that my store, shop.darityLewis.com, is having a Black Friday sale that's starting now, and you can get your 20% off of the entire store. All of the t-shirts, all of the hoodies are on sale for 20% off right now going through November 27th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. That's between now and November 27th, 1 p.m. Eastern. If you go to shop.darityLewis.com and use the promo code BF, like Black Friday, it's BF2023. That's BF2023. That's the promo code you use at checkout. So take advantage of the 20% off opportunity for Black Friday going all the way through November 27th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Follow my social media. All my social media is under the handle the real DT Lou. That's you know Instagram, Threads, the X app, formerly known as Twitter. Everywhere, the real DT Lou. Facebook, however, is Derek T. Lewis official page. Don't forget Espacion, my single that has been out since uh, August 25th. My um, my my new single with Angie Stars. Stream it on multiple platforms including Apple Music, the music video you can see on the Vivo app, YouTube, Apple Music, title. Make sure that you're giving, you know, giving it a spin, share with everybody that you know, and even share with some strangers too. Also, this podcast, again, this podcast isn't successful without you, you know, my, the listeners. So I am so appreciative of the ones that are continuing to, to listen every single week. And for those that do subscribe, if you haven't subscribed yet, I urge you to do so so you get all new content Every single week, every single Thursday, and of course, there'll be an occasional bonus content when it comes to the world of professional wrestling as well. Again, multiple platforms with the D Loop podcast. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio, you can actually listen to it on there as well, as well as Pandora, Amazon Music. The list goes on and on of the multiple platforms that you can listen to this podcast on. Well, again, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Again, happy Thanksgiving. I hope that you know you all enjoy your time with your families, your loved ones, your friends. Eat up, stay merry, and again, no matter what it is you do in life, always remember to make it count. See you next time.